Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Creative Collaboration Show with Chuck Anderson, and this is the show where we uh, we talk to business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, and companies on a growth path out there trying to bring their mission to the world in the way that they're doing it. And we like to bring on guests who are experts in different areas of you know, growing and scaling businesses. And today I have Annika Jackson with me here today, and she is a branding expert. And I'm not going to say much more about uh, you than that, um, because I really want you to, uh, you know, you uh, we'll, we'll get you to tell your story. And I think we're going to also define what what is it? What does branding actually mean? And I think that's a that's a great place to start this episode. So first of all, Annika, thank you for being here. This is amazing. I'm. It's my pleasure to be here, Chuck. Thank you for having me. So that's the light introduction. So I always like people to tell their own story. So mm -hmm. you you want to go ahead and just let everybody know who you are and kind of. Uh, I'll try to keep it short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Annika Jackson, and presently I am also a podcast host. I have a podcast called Your Brand Amplified. And I also have a podcast and speaker series that I produce and co-host for USC Annenberg, so University of Southern California. Now, don't know where everybody is, so I want to make sure they get the right USC uh, for uh, our one of our master's programs in digital media management, and that is called Mediascape. We interview digital change makers. I am a VP of PR and operations for a marketing agency. I have an online program and I'm a professor also at USC. So I do, I wear a lot of hats, but they are all very connected. And I started out in this field in Kansas, growing up in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, starting to promote music, DJs, clubs, because I love to go out. And it was a way for me to get free tickets and free entry into things and invite my friends along. And it just parlayed and snowballed from there into working for various marketing agencies, um, ad agencies, in-house for magazines. I've, I've had a very diverse career and it's landed me back um, after a few twists and turns in the Los Angeles area where I'm doing the things that I mentioned now. Mm hmm. I love that origin story because, you know, it just started off as, you know, something you wanted to do or something you were interested in. And who knows that's where that's going to take you. Exactly. Uh, it's kind of how I got started in this as well. I mean, a friend invited me over for dinner and, you know, and introduced me to affiliate marketing for the very first time. And uh, next thing I know, <laughs> 20 year plus years later, I'm exactly. still doing that, which is uh, which is a lot of fun. You just never know, you know, what doors are going to open uh, when you when you go through them. Uh, and so that's uh, that's great. And so 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 we want to talk about branding in this in in this episode. And I know this is this is something in the agency work that you do and in, in, in your private, um, you know, consulting that you do. Uh, branding is the you know, the the thing that you're, you know, I would say known for. And so, so, so tell us a little bit about like, kind of who are you working? You know, first of all, what is branding? I mean, let's do that first. And then, and then we'll kind of get, you know, and then we'll get into who needs it. Right. Well, and I can kind of combine those. It's really interesting because I sometimes have small businesses, clients who are starting up or who want to shift from one industry to another come to me and they have their idea and they say, I have a brand. 
what they really mean is they have a logo, they have a website, maybe they've mm -hmm. preserved a name on social media. That, that's brand identity. It is not the ethos of a brand. A brand is so much deeper. A brand is the thoughts and feelings that are associated with the name of your company. When people see your logo, what do they feel, right? Um, and so it's the collective kind of impression and perception that potential customers have of who you are and what you do in the marketplace. And that could be a personal brand. It can also be a business. Uh, and so it's it's really interesting. And that's why I love the space, because as you mentioned, people usually think, oh, if I just create these materials, then I can start my company. But you really have to go back. And this is something that I teach in my brand amplifier program, going through the steps of creating your brand blueprint. So who are you? How do you show up for your purpose, your vision, your mission, your values? How do you want people to perceive you? What kind of language are you going to use, right? Yes, the identity pieces, the colors, uh, the taglines, the comments, all of those things make up what your brand is. Mm. I love that. I particularly love how you said it's it's really about how we want people to perceive us and how we want them to feel. And that is uh, that is a element of the conversation. I really don't hear enough. It, like you said, People are thinking about it in terms of their logo and their website. And I even know people who call themselves branding experts who are really, you know, website designers, but it's not, it's more than that, right? It's, you know, I always like to think of it is as what do I want to be known for and how do I want people to think of me? Is that kind of Absolutely. along the lines of what you're saying Absolutely. or is it more than that? No, I mean, that's, if you're going to boil it all down, that's what it is. I, I feel like we are all here for a reason, whether it's in our personal lives or in our business lives. And that purpose should be the driver behind everything you do. And somebody should be able to identify where, where you stand in the marketplace against your competition, because they should be able to see what your values are, what your purpose mm -hmm. is, how you show up. Yeah. I love that. So in your world, who are who, who, who let's describe the kind of person who's coming to you for this kind of help. I mean, what are you know, I would I say two parts to it. Like what is the struggle? Maybe it's they they've already decided on that they want to do some branding and they're trying to figure it all out. Maybe it's maybe it's even earlier than that. And then what's sort of the desired outcome that they're hoping to achieve? So let's you know, who 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 do you find yourself working with and who's coming to you in this regard? And I think it's, there's a few different customer personas that I have for my brand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it would include small businesses, particularly startups. I work with a lot of minority entrepreneurs who are just starting out and trying to establish their businesses, whether that means they're working on funding streams, they want to start a nonprofit as an offshoot of a brand they've started. Um, they just, they want to be seen for who they are and what they're trying to put out. So we always start with no matter where we are in the process. Somebody wants PR, they want social, whatever. I take it back to brand and figure out, do we know who you are? Do we know who you are compared to your competitors? Well, you know, we do a lot of analysis to see like what keywords are people saying when your name comes up or when your category comes up? What are the trends? What are people saying about your competition? Um, so that then I can figure out what a good strategy is to make sure that that brand is being seen in the proper light. 
And so that's when we get into the, the strategies and tactics of integrated marketing. But yeah, I, I work with a wide variety, everything from my students. I teach PR and branding to the Brand Amplifier for Entrepreneurs program, where I walk through the steps that I take with my retainer clients to get them to understand their brand before we put together a plan. I work with the retainer clients and then mostly entrepreneurs, but also workforce development and education. And so for every client, they, they each have a unique challenge that we need to solve for. But a lot of times it does come down to, they know who they are potentially, right? They might need some help with that, but they are not being seen. And so how do we make sure that they're more visible and that their brand is representative of exactly how they wanna show up in the market? Mm -hmm. So that might mean we do some brand refresh work, tweaking messaging, um, you know, they might have a great purpose, mission and vision, but they just might need a little bit of update in the verbiage. Uh, an update in the tagline that they're using, an update in, um, it could be that they need updated brand identity because they're a 40-year-old brand and haven't done anything since, mm -hmm. you know, in the four, past 40 years to update. So we, we look at that, we really see from a holistic perspective what needs to be fixed or solved for or made a little bit shinier and better, mm -hmm. and then we can take them to the next level. And a, a lot of times it is that somebody has a perspective, they need a little bit more brand building, and then they need to be able to be seen, whether that's through digital advertising, whether it's through their social media, uh, whether it's through podcasting or other types of interviews. And so that way we can then drive more people to see who they are, and then they get more recognition, and then that leads to sales. Mm, I love that. Speaking of challenges, what are, what are some of the challenges that these you know, the, you know, the companies or the people that you're working with are, are experiencing right now that's causing them to look at their brand as maybe the next thing that they need to, to tackle or to, to improve? Um, I would say a big one is for, particularly for our education clients, because we work with a lot of adult education. So community college systems, career technical education, fields that are really growing where we really need people uh, right. And there's a lot of great jobs. So it's making sure that they are standing out against their competitors in a region and that they're getting the right students in and that they have the right employers on the other side that want to employ these students. So a lot of times it is about making sure that they are attracting the students that they really want to the right programs to get the right jobs, to make the money that will make a difference for their families and, and also regionally fulfill the needs uh, whether it's manufacturing, retail, aut you know, auto tech, whatever it is in that region in terms of the economic factors. On the other side, it would also be sometimes they want to attract more teachers. <laughs> they don't have enough teachers for the number of students. Um, you know, it could be that they need more English as a second language teachers, or they need more people who are helping people get their high school equivalencies, which is, I don't know what if it's the same exact thing in Canada. Um, as it is here in the States, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then for other brands, it is that they have a product, it's really viable, but they might need some help being comfortable representing their brand. Because I find a lot of entrepreneurs want to stay behind. They want to like, oh, my, my brand's going to do all the talking. But in order for you to get brand recognition, you have to be seen as the industry expert, the thought leader, the person who really understands and has a great story as well, right? The storytelling. Why did you create this brand? What compelled you? What need did you see in the market that now is going to help be a solution for other people? 
You know, one of the things I like to think about after the challenges is what some of the mistakes are that 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 are making. And I think you said one right there is that, you know, they're they're trying to let their brand do all of the work too early. Yes. And they're not putting themselves out as much. And if we think about some of the bigger brands out there, I mean, they've been around for, you know, 50 to 100 years. They've done the branding work and it's branded, right? So we, you know, uh, but early stage, it's not so and we have to really get it out there. So um, is there any more to that mistake? And are there any other mistakes that you're seeing people make when it comes to their branding? Mm. Another one is maybe they haven't gone through the whole exercise of creating a brand blueprint. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, it's all about cohesion, right? So if somebody goes to your social media and to your website or hears you speak on an interview, it should all look and feel the same. And a lot of times people forget about social media engagement and connecting to your customer, prospective customer through that. So they might have somebody more junior answering people's questions. And that person might not have the right tone of voice to represent the brand properly. And that's definitely a mistake we've seen and a very big missed opportunity. It's something that you have to spend time and intention on, but it's really important that you have, that you're being um, responsive, whether it's somebody messages you through your website, through your socials, whatever it is, right? That you're being responsive and that you're being responsive in a way that's going to give them great information, relevant information right away. And that's also in the tone of voice that represents who you are. Yeah, and again, that tone of voice is going to contribute to what you were saying earlier, and that is how do we want people to perceive us and how do we want them to feel when they experience yeah. our brand, our company, or ourselves as, as the founder or leader or spokesperson or, you know, the face of the company. I mean, um, and I think of some of my favorite brands, so many of them do have not they're not just a company but there's 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 a leader behind that company that we can also uh associate with i always think about wendy's right oh, yeah. and dave thomas i mean you know it's <laughs> not it's not just a company that sells burgers right i think of dave thomas when i think of wendy's right and so and and i think that people ultimately want to do business with people you know the the people who are behind you know, the companies, right? And they they want the no trust and, you know, no trust and like factor. Mm -hmm. And so how much of that, how much of that personality or how how important is it to have a a person or a personality behind a company and it's, you know, the brand that they're putting out there uh, in the marketplace? I think it's more and more important every day, especially with the younger generations, they really demand authenticity. Um, they want to see, do you have, is the person behind the brand, do you hold the same values that they hold? Right. Because that's part of their buy-in. If they are very into environmentalism, but then they find out this brand that they love is funding horrible things and polluting, uh, and that the person that is behind the brand is giving money to people to make sure that they can pollute, like they're not going to support that brand anymore. Um, so it's it's really important. It really is tied in, particularly since most businesses and organizations are small businesses. That's the backbone of America, whether it's United States or Canada, right? Um, and so 
people want to see who it is so that they can form a relationship with you so that they can go, okay, this is something I can put my, my money towards. This is somebody I can get into business with. Mm, amazing. So what would be some of your um, tips or advice for anyone listening in right now who is like, okay, we've, we've kind of defined branding and its purpose and what its ultimate goal is. Uh, what are some of the next steps or what are some of the things they need to be thinking about next in terms of, of you know, getting their brand on point and achieving what they want out of it? Well, I mentioned something a little earlier. So, I'm, you know, it's a really uh, short synopsis, I guess, but I talked about customer personas mm -hmm. and it's really important to think about who your ideal customers are so that you know where to find them because they're not going to live on every social media channel, <laughs> right? They're not going to be everybody. Uh, eventually you might want to reach everybody, but you need to start with more specific examples. So I love to walk through exercises where we think about who we are as a brand, what our messaging is, what our tone of voice is. Are we playful? Are we sophisticated? Are we irreverent? You know, what, what, how do we want to come across when we're speaking to somebody? Because that's language you're going to want to put into your brand Bible along with your identity and your colors. But then you get to your customer personas. So then how are you speaking to the customers and where are they living? What are their motivations? What are things that they're scared of? You know, how much money do they have to spend on a product or service? And so you really get into the heads, the psychological, the psychographics, the demographics of your consumers, create some profiles. And then I always advise, yes, reserve every social media channel, but by no means do you need to post on everything. Post where your customers are most likely to live. Right. And so start thinking about what how, what messages you want to put out, content pillars. How do you want to educate them and bring them along? How do you want to share the your why with this audience? Mm -hmm. And so, and that it, it's not just social, it's what you're writing on your website, it's how you're showing up in the press. And then I have a lot of, I mean, there's so many tips I can give, but one thing I also recommend is go out and start talking about it. And don't be afraid. In PR, I always like to say we you know, just like a baby, you, have, you usually crawl before you walk, before you run. So start with smaller platforms. Maybe look for an online publication that's catered towards your audience. If it's like a women, you know, you can look up um, women, women's owned magazines or women in business magazines, and you can find small ones that will take submissions. So maybe start there, start writing out who you are, then start getting on some smaller podcasts. Then you start getting on bigger things and start getting bigger press. And it's a great way to build up your confidence and speaking and being the voice and the face of your brand. It's a great way to hone your messaging so that when you get the big opportunities, the big stages, that you really know how to dial in what you're going to say. And that's one of the best things that I, I love to do because a lot of times that's the other thing people come and say, I have a brand, I'm ready for PR, I want to be in Forbes. So Paul, let's, let's take a step back. Let's make sure that we have everything, all these other things done first, you know, that but when somebody, um, when you do get in Forbes, that when somebody goes to your website, that they're going to see that you are exactly who you say you are. And then when they go to your social media, same thing. And when they download your product or they purchase your product, same thing. So we really want to make sure that the whole ecosystem is really well put together and then start taking those baby steps. And sometimes then it goes boom really fast. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but it it all works really well. And if you take the time and intentionality to do it right the first time, then you're not going to make a lot of the mistakes, right? 
because you're really going to know who you are. You're going to know how you, what you stand for. You're going to know that maybe the, those persons or that funding stream isn't your ideal client, your ideal sponsor, your ideal funder. And this other person is. And so I think it's really important because as you're creating your brand and showing who you are, you're really able to figure those things out and show up authentically. And it's not about trying to be authentic. It's just that you are. I think the uh, the goal of trying to get into Forbes is a great a great example. And you, you talked about taking that step back. How often when you take that step back, do you find that, oh, there's some additional work that we need to do here versus, oh, okay, yeah, this all looks good. Let's go for it. Yeah, there's always additional work. There's always something that to be done. <laughs> and to your point, some of the other things that we see a lot with clients are they need something fixed with their brand. They also honestly usually don't have a lot of time and they might not have big budgets. So we have to figure out what's the framework. How do we stair step to get you where you want to go? Mm -hmm. um, and further to that. Okay. So if you identify these things that need to be fixed, then my goal is to get into Forbes. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've heard so much, you know, I, I think entrepreneurs get tired sometimes and business owners get tired and it's like, <laughs> Okay, that's good enough. I'm just going to go for it. But what would be the downside of just going for it versus fixing those things before applying to, you know, to get into Forbes? Yeah, well, are you showing up the way you really want to show up? Right? That's the biggest question. Mm -hmm. If you get into Forbes, are people going, are, do all of your links work on your website so that people can purchase easily? Is it easier for them to find the button to click through to join your mailing list or to get more information on a product or service. So if you haven't fixed those things and you start getting traffic, people are immediately not going to trust your brand. So then it doesn't really matter what you say in the next article or the next thing or the advertising campaign you do because people will already have a bad taste about your brand. Yeah, it sounds like that's the, the worst thing that could happen is that they actually do pick you up and put you out there but you put put you out there with things that are either broken or not really, you know, conducive to your overall goal and what you yeah. what you want to get. And that, yeah, I mean, not to rush it. And it's, just with all of this, just in listening to you, it really sounds like there there is benefit to uh, to working with someone versus doing it all yourself. And I just know so many business owners and entrepreneurs who, you know, they 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 do too much themselves. And, you know, my listeners know I'm big on collaboration and partnerships and finding somebody to work with. So, you know, two things, I think, um, you know, with this one is what are the benefits to working with somebody on the branding versus trying to do it all yourself and piece it all together? And uh, and and then also like what, you know, and and we'll take that further because you know, how do how does, you know, collaborating in your business play a role in 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 what you want to achieve? And so so it's kind of two things there. One is on the branding, but also just in collaboration overall, finding someone to work with. It's anytime that somebody else can look at what you're doing and give you another perspective, I think is fantastic. A lot of times I've worked I've worked with people who have even been in business 20 years and been in the same business and just wanted said, you know, something's not quite right. So we tested out some things, went through some of the exercises 
And they realized they were not going after the right audience and that their messaging was drawing in an audience they didn't want. So they were able to course correct a little bit, right? And so it's the beauty, even myself as a marketer and brander and publicist, I need other people to take a look and say, okay, what do you, what am I missing? Or what do you see when you look at this? Because I, you, it's better to have those eyeballs. Otherwise it's like um, the cobbler with no shoes, right? Or the emperor with no clothes. <laughs> um, so I think it's always really good to get an outside perspective. It doesn't have to be cost prohibitive to do so, right? There are a lot of great people you can work with and collaboration is everything. Um, there are, you know, you can say there are a million online courses you can take or programs you can buy will teach you how to do X, Y, Z, but they're gonna be one piece of the puzzle, not the whole puzzle. And if you can get somebody who's an expert in their field, why not work with them? Um, I've, I've been um, talking to a lot of people and making a list of who the experts are that I want to work with next year um, and the year beyond. And, you know, okay, what's the budget? So I need to figure out what point I'm going to be able to afford their services. But I'm identifying that now so that I can work towards that because I know they're going to do it a lot better than I can. Mm. Yeah, and and that is so true. I mean, as a reformed do-it-yourselfer, I can say you know things <laughs> things get done so much easier when when I get people who are skilled in the way that they are to do what they do because you know it a it takes that thing off my plate, but b they may have a unique skill set where I'm kind of okay, but they're great. Yeah, right? exactly. and they can do things in the fraction of the time, and and I think you know so many of us uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, um, uh, whether it be for profit or non profit or you know you know educational, sometimes we 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 do too much. We do too much, and collaboration and partnership is I really think is the the key. Um, what do you look for when you when you're looking for uh, someone to collaborate? with in your business? Mm. Well, I, I think we've covered quite a bit of it. I, I look for, I mean, I do a lot of research. Mm -hmm. I mean, for instance, I'm collaborating with you right now. And it's been a year since I heard a podcast that you were on. But what you said, to the point of branding, resonated with me. It showed me who you were. I went and did a little bit of research. I reached out to you after hearing you on somebody else's podcast. Um, so that, that really does work for anybody who's listening. Oh yes, um, definitely get on shows. <laughs> and then, um, and then you and I had the conversation and then I've been on your list and I've come to a few of your workshops and now we're working together. Mm -hmm. Right. So I want to make sure that the people I'm working with aren't just trying to be overtly salesy and just get my money in the door. Right. I want to work with people who I know are really genuine, authentic, really love what they do. And then I know that what they're so much smarter in that area than I am that it would be, I'll, I'll end up spending more money and making more mistakes if I don't work with them. And I've mm -hmm. made that mistake before. So. I think that story of how you and I connected is, is a great example of, look, you don't have to rush into things and we don't have to, you know, uh, go and, Oh, it's the black Friday special. So we need to go and yeah. uh, we need to go and take advantage of this right now. We, there's so many, many, you know, so much slick marketing, uh, you know, offers that are just, it just feels like we're going to miss out. 
And what I really hear you saying is, you know, you do your due diligence and, you know, br bring people in intentionally and not just because there's a great offer uh, in, in front of them. And I'm much the same way in, in how I collaborate with people. And I, to add to what you said, I think another great test is, you know, when you compare what somebody is offering now and what they were offering a year ago, is it the same thing or is it completely different? And I think we used to use this in advertising all the time when we were adver uh, uh, analyzing our competition is how long have they been advertising that thing? Has it been a week, uh, a month, or has it been several years? And I think that people who are really solid don't change that much. They keep offering you know that who they were a year ago or two years ago is the same because what they do works yeah. versus always looking for the new offer the new thing oh i've got this new program and i've worked with enough coaches and experts to know when there's a new program the new program almost always you know with some exceptions because sometimes there's inspiration or some new thing that that can definitely come online but so often it's motivated by the previous stuff that didn't work. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, it's something I'm going to continue to watch and study, right? But uh, but I, I think consistency sells. Yeah. And branding, when, when you brand, you're, you're not going to change your brand every month, right? And so that that's definitely going to add to the consistency. So um, now we big on collaboration and partnership. We see you as somebody who's awesome to collaborate with, as you know, especially with everything that we've talked about here. And I think I, I would highly encourage anyone who, you know, if your branding isn't working for you, or if you have questions and you're trying to figure out like, how can my branding contribute to a better result? I think a great thing for you to do is to reach out to Annika and we've got her links right beneath this video and in the podcast show notes, um, what's the best way to connect with you? Do you do you have like a freebie or do you book a call or what, what is it that you do? Yeah, I, I offer a free 30 minute strategy session. They can book right on my Calendly. That's the easiest way. And in 30 minutes, you'd be surprised. We can get so much done. Um, I, I when even when I'm teaching, I do office hours with my students and I've had students who work at agencies come back and say, I have a big proposal for Whole Foods here's our product and we'll just take half an hour and walk through, okay, let's look at the products, other products. What are the differentiators between what you're offering? How do we make that a compelling offer for Whole Foods? And so I use this and it's really easy and it, it, you know, little tweaks in language, little, little tweaks here, little tweaks there. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to blow up your brand completely. Uh, and so that's a really great place to start. And I love, I'm so passionate. Like I love teaching and I love sharing with people so happy to jump on with anybody. They can schedule right at that link. And mm -hmm. um, it's never a better time than now. And there's no, I'm not a salesy person, so there's no obligation. <laughs> Absolutely. Now do it because it's a good fit for you. And uh, I think if you're listening to us still at this point, that what we've been talking about resonates with you. So, uh, so take that next step. And uh, and then, you know, have that call with Annika and then email me. Let me know. How did it go? What did you learn? How did it make a difference uh, in your business? And I know 
uh, in the conversations you and I have had, um, mm -hmm. you know, it it makes a makes a difference on on both sides. So yeah. so uh, and and. So you're definitely now in our list of people to collaborate with. <laughs> Yay. Um, so look, you know, we could go on. I, we could do an entire workshop. We could do an enti entire one day event just on this topic. Um, before we run out of time and uh, we want to bring this episode to a close, I want to ask you because so much of this journey of being a uh, a business consultant, a business owner, an investor, uh, it's been as as much as it's been a business growth ep uh, exercise. It's also been a personal growth exercise, mm. and I've learned so much from uh, courses and mentors and books. And so I would want to ask you uh, if there was one book, and I know it's hard to just recommend one. But if there was just one book that you would recommend to our listeners as a must read or a next read, which mm. one would you recommend? And I, do, I did bring two books. <laughs> nice. Okay. Share two. Go, so, okay. go for it. Well, one is by Eliza Reed, the first lady of Iceland. It's called Secrets of the Sprakar. Sprakar is the name for um, extraordinary women. And so it's about Iceland's extraordinary women and how they're changing the world. And so that's more of an inspirational for me book to think about how people change the world and what what is their special spark and magic. The other mm -hmm. one is by a Canadian, Roy O. Singh, and it's called Be Different or Be Dead. And he was an executive at TELUS and took it to a billion dollar in revenue company. Uh, so he, he, but through audacious leadership. So he really talks about don't do things within the box. Think about other ways to do things, other approaches and servant leadership and he, it's a really great informative book. I'm actually giving copies to all of my students um, in my class tomorrow. But yeah, so so that's one that I think is a really good book for anybody to read who's thinking about how they want to structure their company, their business, not the physical or the, you know, the structure, the operational structure, but how you want to show up and how you want to do things that will really make a difference, create compelling narratives and offers and get you to a billion dollars in sales. Mm, amazing. I love those recommendations for a couple of reasons. Number one, I they're, they're both in alignment with what I care deeply about, and that is our businesses should be world-changing, or should maybe not the right word, but could be. I mean, there so much good needs to be done in the world. And, and I, you know, we're, we're very pro-social uh, entrepreneurship, yes. right? How do our companies contribute to a better, society, community, country, world, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And both of those books, I think, you know, are so in alignment with that. And I've never heard of either of them. Oh, I, you yay. know, so, um, yeah, wow. Um, so I, not only are we going to put the links beneath <laughs> this video and in the, in the podcast show notes there for anyone else who wants to check them out, I'm going to check those out as well. And, uh, that, thank you so much for those recommendations. And, and okay. so, uh, and I can tell that they're both very personal to you, which is yeah. which is wonderful as well. Um, Annika, this has been great. I mean, this, this, there's okay. been we've covered so much ground in a short period of time, and I know there's more that we could do. I highly recommend that people do uh, reach out to you and connect with you. Um, as we bring this episode to a close, is there any final piece of advice or words of wisdom you want to leave with our audience? Mm. Um, well, when, I, when when you come on my show, I always ask, my last question is in book, it's what, do you have a favorite quote or mantra or motto? And mine is be kind whenever possible. It is always possible from the Dalai Lama. And I that's 
one of my values of my personal and professional brands. And it's something we, we can all use a little more kindness these days. We can always use a little more of thinking about what somebody else might be going through instead of just reacting and being gentle with each other. So mm. I'll just leave it with that. <laughs> I felt every word of that. So oh. be kind whenever possible. It's always possible. Those are great words to end this episode by. So Annika, thank you. And thank you. to our listeners, thank you for being here as well. And I sincerely hope that this has been inspiring for you. I know you're on your journey of, of taking your uh, enterprise, your business, your big idea to the world. And, and, and you're going to change the world with what you're doing. And you might just be one good partnership or collaboration away from that big result or that big impact that you are looking uh, to make. So keep moving forward, keep being awesome, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Annika. This has been Chuck Anderson with the Creative Collaboration Show. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.